Outdoor Adventures Podcast. We're going to talk hunting, fishing, and everything outdoors. So pull up a seat and enjoy our campfire stories. Thanks for joining us. Hey guys, what's going on? Appreciate y'all checking in with me again. Want to do my shout-outs. Worcester, Mass. St. Louis, Missouri. Loveland, Colorado. Minneapolis, Minnesota. Chicago, Illinois. Finland. Weird part is it doesn't show exactly where in Finland you are. But appreciate it. Definitely humbled when I see people from other countries checking in. Uh, I think we had Sweden last time. Uh, So gearing up for the ice season here. It's coming. Uh, Actually going to be in the Northern Challenge Ice Fishing Derby. Up on Simon Pond in Tupper Lake, New York. I'm really stoked about that. Can't wait, man. My buddy Joe, I'll be staying with him. He was gracious enough. What's up, Joe Tremblay? Uh, Invite me up. I guess from what I understand with this uh, place is uh, it's pretty much private. Pretty interesting. They said a lot of it, you know, it's accessed by water, but the rest is privately owned. And uh, I'm taking it that's where my boy Joe is actually living off of that because uh, we'll be staying at his camp, hanging out, drill our holes right offshore. Probably have a nice bonfire. Weather permitting, I'll have my hub. So if we need that, we'll have it. But I'm really excited, man, and it's it's kind of funny. I've been getting the jet sled ready, and uh, I do have a YouTube video on the building of it, but it wasn't exactly complete. Like I said, last year kind of a little bit of a funk. But um, one thing I will say is that I got to add the my uh rod holders i bought these little clips they're they're pretty nice too they're wide i have one of those old rod holders you know it's like a it's like a stand you get them at cabela's it's round the one thing is though if you have fatter poles it doesn't really work that well and uh when i bought these things from amazon to go inside the rod locker they're pretty thick, you know, they're probably about the size of my pinky around inside, you know, you can get around something fat. So the cool part was, uh, not that I'd be wanting to use a gaff, <laughs> but I did buy one of those miniature gaffs last year, and it's going to hold that as well as uh, a couple poles inside the rod locker I, I made. If you uh, haven't seen my builds, or the part of it anyways, like I said, it's not fully... Most of it, as far as the videos would go, would get you through the most of the build. But now I'm just like tinkering with stuff to fine tune it. Um, it's got electric on it. It'll have a battery. It has lights. Lights in the rod locker. Um, you know, I know a lot of guys just like to pump, put all the stuff in there and it's piled up. But um, the reason why I built this thing is to keep snow out of it. So it's almost like hatches to like a boat. Um, 
but I'm really psyched to get that thing out there. Um, Joel will be taking us out on snowmobiles, and then we'll be fishing. And like I said, you know, uh, it kind of forces my hand, man. When I when I you know entered, I paid the money to get into it. You know, after Joe had said, "Come on up." But I'm going to tell you, man, if you're like me and sometimes you struggle to find time, you know, to get out, kind of just force your hand, man. You know, I just pulled the trigger on that tournament. And I guess it's one of the biggest in the state, man. And uh, $40,000 in prizes. I saw, like, last year they gave out a couple four-wheelers, all sorts of stuff. Um, so it'll be, it'll be a good time, you know, if not, if not anything. Just going through my stuff. You know, I'm not an avid ice fisherman. I'm just getting back into it the last couple of years, and I can literally count how many times I've been out. I've probably been out like twice over the last three years. Um, but just as an adult, wanted to get back into it. You know, when we were kids, we'd go out basically just a bucket with a couple tip-ups in it, and that was it, and you sit on the bucket. <laughs> uh but I remember years ago, me and my buddy Ted went out to a local pond. It was one of the very few years where ice is over and it locks up. And uh, went with some hardcore guys. And that's where I kind of appreciate it. I mean, it was so it was brutally cold, though. We didn't have hubs back then. Um, but a lot of these guys, like, brought food. And it was cool, man. It, it really made me appreciate it. And um, I really want to get out there and do a lot more of it. You know, I'd like to even maybe try the camping thing, but um, I'll have to do a lot of research on how I would access and all that kind of stuff. Because there's a lot to it, believe it or not. You know, unless you just go out, like I said, like I did when I was a kid and just throw some tip-ups out um, to really enjoy yourself. You know, you see they have these, these beautiful... Uh, ice castles now <laughs> I forget what the, what the hell they call them but uh you know it's basically like a camper on the ice thought about renting one just kind of added something to my bucket list I would love to go up to like Millax or Devil's Lake you know hit the north country up in Minnesota maybe Lake of the Woods Winnipeg or something like that man you know uh I've been eyeballing it since last year, and I was actually looking at flights the other day. But, uh, like I said, i got to do a little more research than just pulling the trigger to go ice fishing. Because when you do fly out, it's like you're limited to how much you can take. And uh, I know for one thing, to rent one of these ice houses or ice castle, I think that's what one, one resort had. And this thing was huge, but you know you're paying pretty good money for it as well. Um, but how sweet would that be, you know, from what I understand, the resorts, they have the roads, they get you out there, you're all set, man, you know, but I guess when you go up there and it's 20 below zero and the wind's whooping, you want to be in something like that, because that's the thing, too, the last couple of years, I, I the, the last time I went out in Lake George, um, I didn't have a hub at the time. I went out there with my jet sled, 
and the ice was slick. Like, there was no snow on it. It was just ice, and it was slippery. Jack asked me. I didn't have any, like, uh, kind of chains to put on my feet, no kind of grip on the feet. Uh, and even the wind blew, <laughs> it blew my jet sled, and I had to go chasing after that, almost falling on my ass a couple times, but... It was brutal, I will say that, and I didn't catch anything. It was uh, late ice. A crack had ran right underneath me, um, and I, I got spooked. I was like, I'm out of here, because there was a lot of open water walking out. You know, I followed other people's tra uh, tracks out, but it was getting to the point where it was sketchy. And I think within that week after, it just, like, it just busted right up um that's the thing i've always been really nervous on ice so i don't want to push the envelope i think i told the story last year maybe on the podcast about a guy he uh was a vendor at my job and he came in he had a nice you know fishing jacket on i was like that's pretty sweet i said you been out and he goes oh, i haven't been out in years i guess his friend went down on into the ice with his four-wheeler and died right with him and uh, he goes i haven't been out since so it went from maybe a cool talk about ice fishing to, like, sorry for your loss. So, but but like I said, this is going to be really fun, man. It's going to get me out probably for the first time. I've been thinking about there's a couple of little lakes up north. I know that from what I hear, there's ice on and people are fishing. <laughs> I, I talked about it last year on a podcast about um, people just want to know ice conditions, man, and people are brutal. <laughs> they just, you know, one guy, I think the guy was from Jersey, and he was like, how's the ice conditions up here? And this one guy was just like, why don't you take the ride up and find out? <laughs> yeah, it's just like, I was like, dude, really? These guys are brutal. Um, And a couple of the ice condition Facebook pages, they they're kind of just they're there i think but nobody nobody posts on anymore i think it just got toxic so i found a new one and uh same crap man it's just it's just unbelievable to me you know how hard is it just to say hey man there's like six inches of ice out there man it would be nice if you could filter out the asses out, you know on these these sites the keyboard warriors as we like to call them but Good luck with that. But anywho, it was funny. Uh, I know, like, I've been looking into it a little bit lately, and I see, like, they're not a long rod, but they're short rods, but they're not exactly an ice fishing rod. I have this old five-foot Shakespeare, and uh, I, was look I was thinking, like, bringing it. I'm going to probably bring it with me. I'll be honest with you. But at the same time, I was wondering, well, I look like a jackass with this thing, <laughs> you know. But uh, I don't know. I'll take it with me. We'll see what happens. Um, I I wish it was a little bit smaller because I think my rod locker is only good for like 28 inches, and I'm I'm staring at the rod right now. So you're talking two and a half feet. So it's probably 32 broken down, and that ain't going to cut the mustard, so. Excuse me while I take a sip of my coffee. 
it's getting a little late here at night and uh we got all this freezing rain and crazy weather um just nutty but uh I can't wait to get out there, man. So, I was really fortunate. Uh, Joe, I work with Joe. He's from the North Country. Uh, I work in Schenectady, New York, which is the capital district. It's probably about halfway between... Can yeah, I, yeah, I'd say it's about accurate. Probably halfway between New York City and Canada. And Tupper Lake's not very far from Canada. Probably maybe, depending on where you go, maybe 70 miles. I'm not even sure, actually. I'm kind of talking out my ass. But um, just Joe, you know, like I said, I was like, hey, man, I'll get an Airbnb. And, you know, we'll, we'll do this tournament. He's like, I got a room for you. And then he's got the snowmobiles and stuff, so he'll tow us out there and we'll get set up. And hopefully the weather's good, you know. That's the one thing I ask for. Um, especially when you get up towards the Adirondacks. Like, those roads can get really sketchy if you get into the middle of a snowstorm. So I'm hoping that doesn't happen. Um, but as it has been the last few years, it's like, next, you know, it's warm and then winter's on you and you're just, it's relentless. <laughs> you know, like today. Monday night we had, it was nothing but freezing rain. So you have that, like, quarter-inch coating. It's like I could skate on my driveway. I'll take a foot of snow over that stuff any day. But, uh. Yeah, it gets videos going. Um, I'm definitely going to do... I'm going to try to do a podcast when I get up to the actual tournament. Um, it'll be fun, depending on how where we're at and how it's set up. Maybe we'll get some people on, on the podcast. But definitely going to do some videos. Hopefully catch some fish. Um, I'm bringing up the... Uh, you know, I told him I'd bring the bait up. Because uh, I guess everybody gets up there and it's it's tough to get the bait because there's thousands upon thousands of people up there. So um, I told them I'd bring up the suckers. But I, I was just going through a lot of my rubber baits. I did buy some of those glow-in-the-dark jig heads, which reminds me. That's another add-on I want to do to the jet sled is one of those... Uh, like little light cups to put the jig heads in. That would be pretty cool. But, uh, you know, I was looking through, I have a bunch of old, like, walleye rubber. I don't even know what you'd call them. Like little curly tail things. They almost look like grubs. But I don't even know if they would be called grubs. At one point in my life when I was younger, I bought so much bait. Uh, bait and tackle stuff. I mean, I still have it. You're talking 25 years later. It's like packs that haven't even been opened. Which I'm glad I have it all because I'll probably never use it in my lifetime. And at the same time, when I go in the store and look at the price of things, I'm like, whoa. <laughs> you know? Uh, the plastics, they're not cheap anymore. Neither is anything. Ammo. <laughs> all that stuff. But I'm wondering how the ice is on the waterfalls 
don't know if I've talked about it much, but I've been hitting a place called Edge Half Moon. It's a rock climbing facility. So I can keep the old bones in shape, man. And uh, I tell you, it's like for a couple years, my knees were killing me, man. I did labor my whole life, wallpaper and paint. And so, you know, when you're cutting in around the ground, you're, you know, down on your knees a lot and kneeling. But ever since I started this bouldering, man, my knees have felt great. Um, I was telling a guy at work today, uh, years ago I saw this guy, he's probably close to 90 years old, and he was so agile. And he said the key to staying agile is to play like a child. And I remember like he had like hot scotch and all this crazy stuff at his house. And watching his old like 90-year-old dude do it, it was funny. But I got to say, he was on to something, man. You know, you just got to get out there and do it. I've said it a million times on these podcasts, and I'll probably make a point to say it every time I get on here. Just get out there and do it. Like I said, uh, you know, if I didn't join this tournament, you never know. Next thing you know, it's March. The ice is kind of dying out, and uh, I never went. Um, I definitely don't want that to happen. So this year we'll get out there, and we'll do the Northern Challenge. Um. It's funny because there's a fly fishing show. This this week it's up in Marlboro, Mass. So Worcester, you're probably close to that, I believe. Um, it's the 27th, 28th, and 29th. Oh, I'm sorry. No, that's when it, it hits Edison, New Jersey. So starting tomorrow and for the next three days, it's up in Massachusetts. And Mark Yusick goes up there. Um... I'd like to get him on my show. I've talked to him. He said he'd do it. It's a matter of just basically uh, putting it together. i got to get on top of that so you're not just listening to me babble. Um, but Mark, you know, a lot of his books, um, and uh, I, I probably have said a couple of his sayings, you know, but he was going to the show. He has these beautiful wood carvings, man. He just did a... Uh, a skateboard, a wooden skateboard deck. Uh, it's of the striper. Check him out, man. Mark Usyk, and it's U S Y K. Mark Usyk. But it was funny, you know. He showing all this stuff. He was getting on his way. But some of the stuff that Mark says, man, it just resonates, man. And it's like this dude's like a guru, man. Um. Basically, what he said. He goes, find that one thing you love and do it more. Make your excuse for doing less of the thing you don't like, not the other way around. Then he says, follow me for more tips on stuff we should already know, but seldom listen to because we grew up and became adults. Let's go backwards a little bit. Back to not an adult. (laughs) Like, the stuff that he comes up with is brilliant, man. And it's just, it makes you think and... You know, he gets out there a lot, fly fishing. He works for JP Fly Rods. Um, check them out, too. Um, as most of you know, I probably talked about it. I'm a cheap bastard, and I don't have money where I could start dumping tons of money into the rods and stuff like that. But I'll tell you, man, if I was given a big lump sum of money tomorrow, I would definitely buy a JP Fly Rod. Um, there is this one... 
See, because they they do a lot of stream fishing, I want to say they're short poles, man. Short fly rods for those tight to get in spots, man. They're beautiful rods. Um, maybe one day, you know, if I have a couple extra bucks, I'll pull the trigger on one. But I know Mark, he hits a lot of streams and, uh, it's just cool. Like these little miniature fly rods, you know? Um, so check them out. I'm not sponsored by any of these people, but I just, if I see something I think's cool and other people should look into, I just, I put it out there. Even this podcast is for fun, man. Um, but, yeah, I look forward to being up there on the lake and probably do some, uh, I'll interview some fun folks from Tupper Lake area. See what they're using, see what they're catching. If I catch a fish, I'll be ecstatic. But I look forward just to the camaraderie, man, just being out there. You know, as I said it last week, you know, after I missed that doe, I had that zen moment. But let's face it, whenever you're in the woods or fishing, it's always a zen moment. At least for me, it is. But yeah, as I sit here and look at this five-foot rod, I'm like, would I look like an idiot? <laughs> but at the same time, I don't know, man. Because like I said, these guys are probably using 40-inch poles, I would, I would think. Maybe I should get into making fishing poles. But we'll see what happens. I, I just bought this net, too, for the top of the jet sled. Because like I was saying to you, I put doors on it to keep the weather out. So I'll have to put stuff on top. Um, got this cool bungee from Amazon. So it should work out well. So even looking at it, because like I put the wood on, I know for sure, man, I could sleep on this thing. Like, he can carry the weight of a person. But what I was thinking about trying to do is, uh, like, making a... See, the thing is, you're adding weight. But I thought about taking, like, a crate, cutting it down to the size of... Like, if you fold this thing down, it would be like those old-school... Um, even, like, I think campers have them, right? Where you fold it down, like... The legs kind of come from underneath it, but basically the uh, the the crate would be the legs. So maybe I put on like a two-foot piece, carpet it like I have the deck of the jet sled, and then you could fold. First, on the way out, it acts as a crate where you could put like, say, your uh, your buddy heater, any little like bulky stuff that's just kind of a pain in the ass and but if you had an open jet sled you'd be putting it down in there um but what i'm thinking is like to cut the crate down attach it to wood so it acts as a crate on the way out when you get your hub set up you put this thing down and now you've just turned your jet sled into a bed so um that'd be great for camp because I bought the Otter Hub, and uh, I it, I think it's four-person. But what I, 
what I wanted to do is when I when I bought this thing, I wanted to make sure that it fit the length. I have one of the the smaller jet sled, and I wanted to make sure that you know my my hub while it was in the the you know the what do you call it the bag I guess you would say that it wasn't hanging over the jet sleds and it, I think it fits perfectly on it um so it'll be cool because I definitely want to do an overnight for sure in that thing so we'll see what happens um thought about actually putting a stove in the hub. I saw a guy, he did that. He got like the uh, stove jack. As I believe, <laughs> this is how crazy it is. I haven't like looked at that hub. I, I set it up once, but I believe I can take the uh, windows out. I think they're Velcro. And this guy, he, what he did is he made a stove jack and Velcroed it so he could have the uh, chimney out. And he burned wood. Um, cause I've heard different things with the propane because of the moisture and all that. Um, that kind of sucks, but, um, I was eyeballing this little, it's like 170 bucks. But like I said, now, now I'm turning this little jet sled, which is kind of like a running gun, um, minimalist setup. Now you're, you're, you're turning into something different. So. And I know one spot that I want to hit on Lake George is a huge ass hill you got to go up. So, yeah, we'll see how that works out. I literally thought about um, bringing like a block and tackle. So worst case scenario, if you're like really beat on the walk back and that's the last little hill you got to the car, worst case scenario, block and tackle that son of a bitch up. <laughs> Some para, paracord or, you know, the rope <laughs> and block and tackle it up. But, yeah, so what I would love to catch, from what I understand, they got Northern Pike, they got Wally up here, Perch. Um, but I would really like to catch Wally. They're great, they're great eating fish. Um, but don't get me wrong, I wouldn't mind a slammer of a Northern Pike. And uh, that's what brings me to. At some point, I think there's a fishing derby on Sagandaga. Um, I know some guys bring some pretty big northern pikes out of there. Um, that's another goal for my year, is to get out in Sagandaga and catch a nice northern pike. I got goals this year, man. I got goals. Two of them are to catch walleye to eat and catch a nice... 30 plus inch northern so we'll see how that plays out glad I actually got this podcast out um, I've been so tired after work man I got all these great expectations of doing videos for YouTube and um, by the time I get home I'm exhausted the job's got me uh, just shot but after this I'm going to actually put my ice fishing stuff together and maybe the next show before I head up to Tupper Lake I'll talk about what I'm bringing up there and how I'm going to work it and my logistics <laughs> so I'm going to leave it at that guys um, 
So we'll talk to you next week, God willing. But once again, thanks for joining me. All right. Peace out. This episode of Appalachian Timber Ghost Outdoor Adventures podcast was brought to you by Wild Kingdom Sun. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram. Thank <laughs> you.